I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tossed Popcorn is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Sienna Jekyll. And I'm Liana Holston. And welcome to Tossed Popcorn, the podcast where two idiots watch every film on the AFI's 100 Greatest American Movies of All Time, the very slightly less racist 10th Anniversary Edition. This podcast is a safe chase. For people who don't know (laughs) anything about movies, today we're watching The French Connection. Shut up! Anybody want a milkshake? Number 93 on the AFI list. Warning, there will be spoilers about this not-that-French old (laughs) film. Oui, oui, enchanté, baguette. Ah, bonjour. Comment ça va? Au revoir. Comment allez-vous? Allons-y. Uh, content warnings? Oh. Violence? Cop violence? Racism? Heroin use? Yeah. Or yeah. the implied use of heroin? Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> Liana, I would... I would... <laughs> So you watch this movie? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I did. I watched it too. Oh my God. <laughs> That's crazy. It's so silly. Our lives are so silly. Um, I would truly love to hear your prediction. <laughs> Bonsoir, Bonsoir, Sienna. It's Liana. I'm about to watch The French Connection. This is either going to be a movie, sort of 40s, black and white, falling in love in Paris, although we did already watch that, and it was called Casablanca, or it's going to be about trains. There's nothing else this could possibly be. Love you. Bye. Those are really good guesses. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I definitely see that in my mind's eye. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Sienna, let's hear what you guessed. Hi, Liana. It's Sienna. 
I'm about to watch the. Am I being so quiet? Ugh, yes. I'm about to watch the French Sorry. Connection. Ew, ew. I thought that this was a movie by Wes Anderson with like a bunch of people in it. <laughs> um, my best guess what? is it's going to be. I mean, maybe they're in France. Gosh dang. Um, it's probably business. Maybe they're doing business. I am so this is like quiet. ASMR. Um, I'm so I think sorry. It's the 70s. Ew. And well, this is not for my hopefully ears. Hopefully they'll go to Paris. No. Uh, okay. I love you. Goodbye. Wow. It's oh. good to know that you don't like my beautiful, gentle voice. I just, anybody's lips and mouth making sound that close to me, I don't like. Again, I'm just not an ASMR girly. I'm not. No, I, I appreciate that this is not the version of me that you prefer. That, means- that was not the version of you that I prefer. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 we now know what this was not. But Sienna, <laughs> could you please tell us what it was in I, your synopsis? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. A synopsis of the French Connection. <laughs> Two extremely annoying New York cops (laughs) who don't play by the rules notice some guys who look suspicious. They literally just notice them at a bar. (laughs) And so they tail them. They discover that the suspects are connected to a French heroin smuggling operation. Mm. Thus, they continue to tail people until the movie ends. (laughs) It really is a lot of tailing. They catch the bad guys in the end, sort of. <laughs> the end. Uh, the synopsis yeah. I wrote, that I wrote halfway through while watching it is two guys tail people and there's music while they do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only thing that changes is there's not music in the second half. Yeah, that's why I that's had to really not it. keep that one. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, back to the drawing board. Damn. Yeah. Gotta scrap this. Not, I really not thought, accurate anymore. I really thought I got it. Really, what they do in this movie is follow people around. Yeah. <gasps> but Liana, mm. they also deal with drugs, etc. And I saw your be real. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> Liana, do you have any historical context about the film The French Connection? And could you please connect it to France? We. Oui. <laughs> uh, oui. Bonjour et bienvenue uh, to the historical context for the French Connection. La connexion française, if you will. The 1971 neo noir action thriller. I roll, I roll, I roll, I roll. Really? Uh I was not thrilled. And it was not very any of those. Yeah. There was actually very little of any of that. It was mostly just guys watching other guys. The movie is filmed documentary style, apparently, as though the camera doesn't know what'll happen next. So that, I thought that at the very beginning, and then oh. immediately it was like, okay, they changed it. It's no longer that. Oh, interesting. I just thought it was um, the 70s. Like, I thought that was yeah. the style of the camera quality and everybody being ugly. It is based on a 1969 nonfiction book of the same title by Robin Moore, which is in turn based on an actual historical event, which we will get to. The actor who plays... The bad guy, the French, the fashionable French bad guy. I don't know any of their names, but that guy with the beard, you know, and the, the cane. One. Yeah. Beard He's cane, played yeah. by a Spanish actor named Fernando Rey, who 
<laughs> Apparently, when he speaks French in the film, his accent, his French accent was deemed unacceptable. So his French lines are dubbed throughout the movie by somebody else. But his English lines are actually him speaking. And the big thing that makes this film so special in the eyes of s- some people is the car chase sequence. Apparently, it is one of I the best car chase sequences knew in film history. I yep. knew it. Yep. The second we were watching, I was like, uh-huh, this is mm-hmm. why they love it. Oh, yep. boy. Okay. I, it's, boy, I'm getting that's good. That's definitely the thing that put it on this list. I for mean, sure. It's, 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 it's. It's different. Oh it's, my god! It's it's it's. I mean, a film boy's gonna like that. Oh, yeah. film boy's gonna love that. Oh yeah. It it mm-hmm. It was it did, designed it did feel to like, land on a list like this. It did feel like you were gonna get hit by a car. I'll give him that. Yeah. Sure. Okay. The French Connection, the real life one, was an actual IRL heroin smuggling operation that dates back to roughly the 1930s when Corsican gangsters Paul Carbone and Francois Spirito connected opium fields of Turkey and Lebanon with the market in America via the Port of Marseille. They had connections with mafia drug distributors in the States, and they would have Turkish opium refined in Marseille laboratories and then shipped to the U.S. where those mafia connections were. In the 1940s, some people believe that the CIA actually supported the Corsican Mafia in exchange for them helping Allied troops during World War II, and thus allowed this drug trade to continue and possibly flourish Mm. in Marseille. By the 1950s, it was not a centralized group conducting this drug trade, the French Connection. It was various French, Armenian, and Algerian gangs, and also Chinese and Vietnamese networks, all moving the heroin. But in the 1950s, the, the largest gang was controlled by a Corsican man named Antoine Guerin. And in that decade, all of those groups combined were moving roughly 600 pounds of heroin monthly to America. Whoa. So wow. it was a massive operation. Marseille specifically was famous for the purity of their product. There's that scene in the movie where the guy is testing how yeah. pure whatever the it heroin is. heroin nerd. Yeah, the heroin nerd. It's like That was off. very, very rooted in reality. It was just like based on, it was just apparently some of the best quality heroin out there. By the end of the 1960s, they were moving 40 to 44 tons to the U.S. each year. And the heroin that was coming through Marseille made up 80%, roughly, of America's total heroin consumption. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. But then in 1970, French Parliament issued the 1970 Act, which tightened trafficking of illegal drugs and began to sort of wind down the operation. And February of 1972 marked the beginning of a 14-month effort that located and dismantled six major heroin labs in Marseille. So it sort of petered out after that like four-decade stretch of the 30s up to the 70s. And finally, the specific story that we see in the movie is based on a true story. In 1962, a Frenchman named Jean Gehan 
<laughs> convinced TV performer Jacques Angelvin to smuggle between 97 and 112 pounds, depending on who you ask, of heroin from France to the U.S. in a 1960 Buick, which is exactly how it gets there in the movie. The Buick arrived on, in New York on January 10th, and brothers Anthony and Pasquale Fuca were intended were the intended American recipients. They were a heroin dealing crew who worked with New York City crime families. And so they were going to be the ones moving the heroin within New York. But narcotics detectives Eddie Egan and Sonny Grosso had been watching them. They'd been doing a lot of surveilling of these guys. Yeah. And they apprehended the drugs in two sort of drug busts. The film definitely dramatizes the apprehension scene in re- in reality, they were just routine seizures, one on January 18th, one on February 24th of that year, after the car had arrived in New York on the 10th of January. Mm. The real brunt of the work done by the NYPD was the surveillance operation, not so much the crazy car chase and uh-huh. <laughs> seizure and just trapping of them on a bridge, etc. But true to life... Jean Jehan, the sort of mastermind of the operation, did in fact escape with roughly $500,000 and was never apprehended. Some theorize that he was arrested in France, but by the time they had found him, he was like in his 70s and they were like, "Eh, he's too old to extradite. We're not going to do that. And the director of the film has a theory that he escaped arrest in France because he was a hero of the wartime resistance. And thus, they let him slide. Wow. And that is the end of the historical context for the French Connection. Thank you so much, Liana. That really contextualizes it. I hope that helped everybody connect things. Uh, If you'll excuse us, Liana and I have to do a quick stakeout. We should be back in 15 hours or so. (laughs) We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top 
of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Boy, should we move on to our phone notes yeah. about this movie? <laughs> did you did you get when <laughs> when the movie began? Oh my god! Yeah, when the movie began, I was not sure I was going to be able to do it. I didn't I, think mm, I was going to mm. get out of there knowing anything. And I yeah. did go back and watch some of the beginning scenes today. Just to be sure. This is going to sound dumb, but this is a movie that you really have to watch. <laughs> you have to be watching this movie. Because a lot of media, you can sort of be half looking at, but you could sort of look at your phone sometimes. You could maybe be cooking Even dinner. just space out, yeah. Spacing out. This one relies so heavily on your eyes being on the screen <laughs> the whole time. It yeah, fortunately, I mean, fortunately is a strong word, but um, mm. so little happens in True. all the in between parts that uh, I did kind of once there was heroin on the screen, I was like, <laughs> okay, they're drug yeah. dealers. Yeah, yeah. I, I also but was kind of waiting it at the beginning. Then. <gasps> oh. <laughs> This is where we know this guy from. I'm oh. so stupid. <gasps> you did not recognize him? I recognized him, but I thought he was the big board guy. No. <laughs> Which in retrospect, timeline-wise, doesn't make sense. No, no, it does not. This time it happened to me. I can't okay. believe this. Liana has said, OMG, the guy from Jaws. Sir, you need to get back to Amity Island. I, I recognized him. I was like, oh, yeah, this guy. Like, we've definitely seen him. I never in my life would I have remembered he was from Jaws. Wow. He will be an ineffectual cop kind of wherever. <laughs> that really is his whole thing. That's his whole thing. That's all we've seen him do. He's done it on the beach. He's he can't take down city. a shark and he cannot take down a French drug a French ring. Man. Yeah. He <laughs> one Frenchman. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. That's cuckoo. Our boy. 
Okay, our so boy we from Jaws. Him. And then the guy in the little hat—that's someone famous. Ooh, I'm gonna need more. The, the just main his guy. like his partner. Oh, the main guy. I know the actor's Popeye. name is Gene Hackman. I did not like his attitude. Oh no, I definitely <laughs> hated him. I hated him so much. I hate him with my life. But okay. I just googled it. Uh huh. Gene Hackman was in Unforgiven. Oh, oh. Was he the a bad guy? <laughs> you know, I'm looking at photos of him in the film, and I don't remember who this character is. <laughs> okay, now I need to look too. That movie. <laughs> I think, yes, I think he was the bad guy. I can't believe we've watched Unforgiven and <laughs> The French Connection. <laughs> he definitely he... was like the sheriff of the town. The sheriff. Yeah. yeah. The sheriff. Another sure. ineffectual cop. <laughs> The wow, <laughs> wow, ineffectual cops on the list. That's another movie genre, another genre, another genre. <laughs> it's sort of the opposite of this guy is the best. Yeah, this is ineffectual. Ineffectual, ineffectual cop, cop movies will make you wish that you were watching a My Two Boyfriends movie. Because oh, I yeah. found myself during this being like, uh, There are two men together. I wish this was Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, and yet, yeah, I was thinking about Butch Cassidy as well during it, but Sienna. Back to the beginning. You've said the baguette, the gun. I feel I should have expected all of this. The very yeah. first scenes, which mm. I did not understand what was happening. And only after I watched the movie did I go, oh, I bet that was a cop. I bet that was a French cop. Oh. I don't know. I don't know how, why I was thinking about it. But I did. I had a vision where I was like, mm. I bet the person who died randomly at the beginning and I just moved on with my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet it was we all the did. French version of them. Um, anyway, so That's it starts French out. Connection. It starts out very documentary looking, um, <laughs> just following some <laughs> French guy that you don't know anything about, and then he there's a gun, and then uh, he gets shot. But um, it's just like such a close up on a gun, and then as they're walking away, I guess this man had purchased a baguette, so like, oh, there's yeah. a baguette on his dead body, and I'm like, the That's the is... French connection, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how you know it's France. Which is maybe offensive, like to just give a guy a baguette and expect yeah. that to communicate that it's France. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Like, all right, how do we visually clue the audience in yeah. that this is French? I want them to know he's dead, but I want mm-hmm. them to also remember that he's French. Maybe put a baguette on his corpse. <laughs> American audiences will get confused. Yeah, that's like if a French film killed an American character right off the bat, what's the item that they would yeah. have them be holding? So the American, the American character can no longer speak, and usually speaking in their language is the yep. only way we know. That's an, uh, a quick nationality. tell. So a burger, I mean, <laughs> an, an eagle. <laughs> a gun of their own. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh my gosh, Liana, neither of us highlighted this, but we both thought that this French woman <gasps> Diane was Diane Keaton. Keaton. Oh my God. She looked just like Diane Keaton. It was crazy. That also is like, in fairness, the one woman they let be in movies in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a, a far reach for us to think it may yeah. have been her. Right. <laughs> That's really funny. Were there a lot of feet in this? You've noted feet a couple of times. He, I hate movies. I hate okay, him sure. so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because why do they say the words they say? Mm-hmm. He kept saying this thing. His like thing was to be like, did you pick your feet? 
Oh yeah. In um Poughkeepsie. P- Poughkeepsie. That's you, you ever been to Poughkeepsie? Did you pick your feet in Poughkeepsie? Ew. What what does that mean? Yeah. He said it multiple times and then the police chief or whatever was like, hey, you still picking your feet in Poughkeepsie? Maybe it was a vocal warm up that the cast did and they just wanted to like sneak it into the film. I picked my feet in Poughkeepsie. Did you pick your feet in Poughkeepsie? Yeah. I bet that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, cops have to do vocal warm-ups too. Yeah. To prepare <laughs> for a big day of staking out. Uh-huh. It, it's another movie that makes you root for somebody who's terrible, except it, I was not rooting for this man, but wants you to root for. Yes. Somebody who's absolutely awful. Like very I, Raging Bull vibes where it's like, yeah. this guy is, in Raging Bull, He it was, I think, mainly like misogyny and domestic abuse. In this mm-hmm. one, it was like blatant racism. Yeah. And police profiling and abuse. Yeah. Liana, you have said camera quality makes even this castle look ugly. Do you notice that? In that- France, they meet the TV personality guy on like a roof early uh-huh. on. And it's in this wonderful, beautiful old castle on when an island. Like, when he's like shucking an oyster. I could not look at that. What was that He picks about? what looks like a sea cucumber out of yeah. a tide pool, brings it up with him, and then eats it raw with a knife <laughs> do you think they were doing that to convey that he's a bad guy do you think it's racist if we think that's weird <laughs> is that a french I, thing i, to I do? definitely left this feeling a bit xenophobic do all <laughs> french say. people do that we're gonna leave with more <laughs> preconceptions about what <laughs> i don't want to be disrespectful i don't want to be disrespectful so I guess French people are always sort of just shucking sea cucumbers and sucking them straight out the shell. Shucking and sucking. Wee <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. I don't want to be offensive, so uh, I'll just assume everyone does that. Liana, you said, why is this movie so foley? Oh, okay. We're here. We're, we're pretty much at the end of the film. <laughs> this car chase scene and everything leading up to it there is no music. It's only fully artist sound. I didn't even notice that. It's just sounds. It's little <laughs> clip clops of feet. Yeah, it was the car so chase. underwhelming. The car chase, there's no music over it, which is absolutely idiotic. I did not notice that at all. Oh my gosh. I genuinely made it so boring for me to look at. I was like, this is terrible. This is actually terrible. This is garbage. This is a trash. <laughs> piece it's a trash piece imagine that accompanied by like a rolling stones song I think or I'm life like- is a highway <laughs> <laughs> life is a highway i'm gonna ride it all night. all night long yeah as they're chasing after this like french guy who's shooting people in a train life, life is, is a highway. highway yeah i love that Oh, Sienna, yes. You said, who would ask questions in movies if not for female characters? <laughs> like, there is like, there are like two women who are there for a second at some point. Mm-hmm. But one of the other French guy, the one who they, I think it, I think it was the other French guy who wasn't even, I don't even, I don't remember. One okay. of the French guys is walking mm-hmm. around the, uh, the car graveyard, whatever it is. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And he has his girlfriend with him. 
and she asks mm-hmm. a question at some moment and i was like she literally doesn't even need to be here they they put her in they brought her across the ocean mm-hmm. to the united states simply so she could be the one to ask the question because the man can't ask a question yeah that yeah. shows too much weakness you just like, know I don't want to look her. anything but assertive so yeah. could you come on this cross uh this transatlantic ship with me look out for it in movies because like if someone's gonna be confused or asking something like what is that they will bring a female character onto the screen just to be like what's that (laughs) because it's too weak for the men or a movie will always end with a man explaining something to a woman that's something i've been seeing a lot recently keep an eye out picturing i'm picturing like a a 1950s infomercial of like are you a man and feeling (laughs) confused or uncertain about what to do next or where to find the answer to something try bringing a woman with you (laughs) yeah she'll help you get all the answers by being the one who is publicly stupid (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah liana you said did that guy just say come on shake your ass Someone did say that. That he did? Okay. Because yeah, that wait, guy, that the young said. like drug dealer in the US guy, yeah. steps out of his Sal. abode, Sal says to his young guy. wife, Come on, shake your ass. He did say that. But I think he meant it as like hurry up. Yeah, he did. I guess that's what shake your ass meant in nineteen seventy one. Because nowadays if somebody was like shake your ass, that's very similar to throwing ass, I think. That's how I would interpret it. And I would begin to throw my ass. Like dance? Yeah, which would only delay us further. Yeah. You want me to shake my ass right now? Okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, I was be, looking for the keys, but I guess. T- 23 minutes later, but, <laughs> but I'll do it. I always shake my ass for the length of an American sitcom. That's what I do. It's how I learned. It's how I grew up. <laughs> Sienna, you wrote, yeah, obviously he figured out you were tailing him. This scene... This train scene. I've never seen someone be less subtle. He is so obviously following him for like, you know, 10 blocks of New York City. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then eventually they get on the train and this guy keeps getting off the train and back on. And then mm-hmm. Popeye, our main cop man, is like, oh, he's getting off. I better get off too. I better, and well, then at the very end, the guy obviously realizes he's tailing him and he's like waves to him the french bearded guy waves to yeah. him as he leaves and he's like oh dang it how did he damn. know damn damn and it. the how whole time like the Maybe first time the were- french guy got off the train again i was like oh he knows he knows and then they yeah. did it back and forth different iterations of it like five more times my guy you were loudly loudly talking on the phone about him shouting <laughs> into the phone you loudly purchased a candied apple and s- was were standing right next to him that's like the mm-hmm. most conspicuous of the treats that you could have purchased as yeah. an undercover cop <laughs> liana you said this man just put his face directly in a spider web <laughs> wait i don't remember that scene no <laughs> <laughs> so this is they've corralled the drug deal it's after they searched the car which you said something very funny about that you said listen i checked everywhere except for one drug-shaped place (laughs) (laughs) that was so funny that was very dumb they spent so much time pulling apart this car like so much time which felt like another scene that they're like we're Mm -hmm. gonna take apart a car people will love that scene yeah Um, and then 
They go through the whole thing. They're like, we can't find it anywhere, anywhere. And the cops are like, really? Nowhere? And this guy's like, yeah, nowhere. I just, I checked literally everywhere except for one small compartment. <laughs> that like, okay. definitely could hold a lot of drugs. Well, it could check- hold 50 X pounds. <laughs> well, maybe check that one. <laughs> Can I also say it is insane to me that they were able to, presumably within a few hours, completely put this torn up car back together. I mean, they were I thought it was a different off. car. I was like, there's no way that this looks fine they, and unnoticeably they, dismantled. They managed to expertly, Mm-mm. expertly, gorgeously put this car together. So much so that a fashionable French guy is not mm-hmm. going to notice the difference. Give it back a to French him just so, they can, just so they can play this little prank, which is to yeah. go find them later. Even though, of so course, like, it makes more sense if they found it in the routine check. But Yeah. I guess because they wanted to arrest as many people as possible. So they wanted them to right. be in the act of doing the but deal it, re- it requires but them oh my putting god it back together so perfectly that would have been so hard they definitely that that's a plot hole <laughs> it is a plot hole they all but tore this car in half they really they were ripping out like insulation the fabric at the bottom nothing was being taken care of I don't, I'm, I'm shocked they found all the stuff that they ripped out to put it back I would like to really see a shot inside the car because it's probably all just like glued together. <laughs> taped together. There's like the, the insides are all outside. Yeah. The, the seats are complete, just like fluff. Uh-huh. It's like a Picasso version of a back yeah. seat. Yeah. Like, yeah, here you go. Here's your car. Just like we found it. Sienna, your last note is LOL, 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 Why would you tell people that? I just, this is one of those movies where this is referring to the very end the cops got like, fired the cops were fired <laughs> no one thought they did a good job at this oh yeah and like okay so is this movie about how these guys they didn't play by the rules and actually they weren't really good guys at all or was mm-hmm. it like these guys were awesome and also we should tell you <laughs> they did get fired yeah who were we rooting for what was this story trying to say <laughs> No, no questions you'll never get answers to with a film from the 1970s but he, they i think enough. this movie was really i think it was uh-huh. trying to be butch cassidy and the sundance kid so right. much oh oh yes it just, where it's like it can't. they were misunderstood kind mm-hmm. of but yeah bad. they were trying to do it and they failed but that's okay and it's like ooh, not not in this way did your car just get commandeered and then absolutely smashed to bits <laughs> hey Call your insurance company. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials 
cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Liana, shall we move on to badges and trages? We. <laughs> this is, of course, where we give badges for baguettes. Badges for baguettes and trages for tremendous heroin. <laughs> nope. <laughs> trages for. I mean, it was. Like, they, it was famous they for being. Loved it. it was the best heroin on the market. I have a badge for Eric, the child, at the very beginning when he played, uh, when our main cop guy was playing Santa. He was talking to some really cute little kids. That was him? Yeah. <laughs> he was undercover. Whoa. I know. I wasn't sure. Whoa. And then, and then um, Jaws guy was the hot dog Shark guy. boy. Wow. I have a badge for this singer. She is slaying. Oh, yeah. I loved her. I really liked she that so song, great. too. I have a badge for auctioneer sleigh. It's a bit of a sleigh I to have an that. auctioneer. I loved that. Yeah, I have a badge for an old-timey auction. It's just fun. It's lively. It's lively. I have a real, real badge for <laughs> uh, no talking for extended periods. That was kind of mm. the only thing from this movie that I was like, that I'm fine with. Mm -hmm. Is that because of all this tailing people... They yeah, just kind of chill out for a long time. And I, I much prefer that to almost everything else in a movie. <laughs> Definitely. I found myself also preferring that to violence or anything like that right, for a movie speaking. like this. It's like, oh, OK, this is more intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. As far as a cop cop activities go. Yeah. 
A badge for restaurants that let you choose your bread roll out of an assortment. Now, this doesn't happen in the film, but... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm listening. The French guys go to a restaurant in Manhattan and they're served wine in what I thought was a bread basket. And what got me thinking about bread when that's offered to you in a restaurant where the server offers it to you and you pick your bread roll. I love doing that. Like where? I want to say like Cheesecake Factory. I yeah. feel like Cheesecake Factory brings yeah, you an assortment of so. breads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, Outback, Outback Steakhouse. Let's go out back tonight. I <laughs> have... <laughs> 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 Life is a highway. <laughs> I have a badge for... I have a badge for... Okay, this little Subway snack bar is fun. Though... That, I w- yes. Probably very rat infested. Like I see why they don't have them as frequently. Just watching that stuff hang there. But but that was yeah. that was delightful. Yeah, you're right. Those muffins are probably covered in smog. I have a badge for this guy who's asked, How am I gonna get it back when the cop took his car? <laughs> that was really funny. What? How where am I gonna how am I gonna get it back? I was like, for once, somebody asking the right question. Because in so many movies and TV shows, a cop is like, police, I need your vehicle. And they're like, oh, okay, here you go. This guy was like, excuse me, this is my vehicle. <laughs> that's Where my do car. I pick this up? And of course, he ended up getting hit by a bunch of cars. And that's Oh, not he smashed be- that thing up. That thing is totally So hard. I have a badge for this is the kind of movie that makes improv easier. <laughs> <laughs> because it was just so tropey and annoying. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is what people are talking about when they do the cop yeah. from the other side of the tracks. The more you know, the more you can make fun of, yep. as said by Del Close, famed sexist. <laughs> <laughs> my final badge is a badge for the grapes I found in my fridge. Aww. I was really hungry th- mm. watching this movie, but I was waiting to eat my little treat until it ended but i wanted something in between and then i remembered that i had grapes i love grapes they really can turn something around mm-hmm. grapes can turn it all story. around badge for a cute hug between men <laughs> <laughs> after the drug deal sal mm-hmm. oh the, candy the brothers man, he oh is that his brother Okay, I think so. he hugged his brother. I didn't know who the other guy was, but he gives a wonderful <laughs> hug. And I was just thinking how toxic yeah. masculinity, it is so toxic because boys can only hug after a drug deal. And that's so <laughs> sad. <laughs> they can only hug after, in relief, after escaping yeah. a possibly life-threatening yeah. situation. Exactly. Which, yeah. in the end, they didn't. But it was True. a cute hug. That was a great hug. Trages. Trages, as they say. A trage for watching a white guy stop and frisk a black guy. Like, there just was so much police violence in this movie. Yes. I also had immediate cop assault on black men. Mm -hmm. Like, that was, like, Mm -hmm. the first scene of the movie. And you're like, yep, it's just too real. Yeah. Trage for the N-word. Mm-hmm. Trage for, she's a fast filly. (laughs) LOL. They're talking about, yeah, she's fast. She's so she's so young. She's just a kid. She's 19. Yeah. She's a fast filly. Ugh. <laughs> like, Ugh. ew. Don't, don't say that. Don't say that. Not even sure what that means. Trage for the repeated line, picking your feet in Poughkeepsie. <laughs> picking my feet in Poughkeepsie. Picking my feet in Poughkeepsie. Picking my feet in Poughkeepsie. A trage for no not. soundtrack, just sounds... <laughs> 
A tragedy for at times. This is really just a story about how much time and money cops have. Specifically mm. when they were doing the, and I know they're doing like a real investigation, but you know, when they're like taking apart the whole car and everything, you're just like, boy, the resources this organization has. Yeah. It's like this is really yeah. what you're spending your whole time the on. tax dollars are at work. The tax dollars of it all. It really, it really mm-hmm. made you think. A uh, tragedy for this entire car chase is literally just noise. <laughs> A trage for, I feel like this was inspiring for future cops. (laughs) Yeah. Or equally dangerous uh, movie makers. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Trage for, the majority of the people that you see cops be violent against in the film are black people. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is also, like, extra psycho because the actual villains are white men from france yeah but they never like rough them up or anything like that totally which is interesting it's also was just like that the drug those people using drugs yeah were punished more than the people selling it and they were and they ended up being punished for it but it's like why are we equally going after Mm -hmm. these guys that doesn't make Mm -hmm. this doesn't make sense yeah um trudge for i hate these guys they are so annoying (laughs) My final trage is a trage for terrible score. When the music started over the credits, I was like, boo, boo. You hated that. You hated that. I hated that. Trage for yikes at the line. He's a good cop. Basically a good cop. Mm -hmm. Watching these other cops protect each other and endorse each other, even if they're not good. Yeah. Was very yikes. Trage for unnecessary ass, LOL. An extremely eye roll scene. Oh my where this god! Where this cop is like he had been I, following. I blacked it out. <laughs> he'd been following a woman in his car. So creepy. Later, we see her same boots that we've been seeing. They're on the ground because he's hooked up yep. with her after yep. presumably driving up to her. He literally tailed a woman in a police yeah. vehicle. He was tailing. Talk a about abuse vehicle. of power. Exactly. And oh. then um, we do see we see ass, but no. Yeah, no. that whole thing was was unnecessary. It was very unnecessary and gross. Yeah. I hate uh, that. for... Can we talk about how he just pulled this woman off a train? When he is tailing the guy on the train and the guy keeps getting off and back on the train at one point to, like, cover oh, yeah. himself. He, like, to, scolds like, a teen. Yeah. He pulls his, t- his teen off to scold her just to, as, like, part of his cover. And I'm like, she's gonna be late. You took her off the train for no reason. Yeah. She has to now wait for another train. Well, Sienna, shall we make our connection into our mm-hmm. next segment how to pretend you've seen this film yes this is for you are you are driving your car mm-hmm. just minding your own business and mm-hmm. popeye popeye not the cartoon not just a guy not i am who i am popeye comes up and knocks on your window while you are driving and you are like mm-hmm. uh, oh no jesus christ no Excuse me, I'm driving, but he holds up his badge. He's like, he roll says, down your window, roll down your window. Yeah, roll, roll down your window. Roll down your window. Um, excuse me, I love films. I need to use your car. <laughs> that's and not a thing. You say, why don't... What? <laughs> that's not going to work. That's not going to And he anything. leans a little bit cl- further into your car, kind of like a giraffe on a safari. He kind of uh-huh. sticks his head in the window. And he's like, well, this... Just, gosh, this is... I actually... I'm sorry. I'm so struck funny. by the moment of how much this reminds situation. me. You forced this reminds us me to be in the film. Si- you clearly forced us to be in the situation right now. And then he's I, kind of in like shoulder... Up to his shoulders into you, the vehicle. And he's okay, like, sir. I have to tell you about this movie. Have you ever been carrying a baguette? And then suddenly you've died? Well, let me tell you about a film 
called The French Connection. I'm going to explain every single moment of it to you in order from to within st- your own vehicle. In order to stop Popeye, who has now climbed into the passenger seat and is fully <laughs> in the car, uh, in order to get him to tuck and roll out of your mm-hmm. vehicle, mm-hmm. here are a few things that you can say to pretend that you've seen the film The French Connection. We, oui, Popeye, I've seen The French Connection. And yeah, we get it. New York in the 1970s was a rough place to be. <laughs> now, would you please tuck and roll? <laughs> yes, Popeye, I've seen The French Connection. Okay, literally, who hasn't seen that movie? Um, some say that that film was filmed in the style of, of, of a documentary because the camera just kind of does whatever. Popeye, I've seen The French Connection... Would have been awesome if it had been a lot more French and if there had been any characters in it who shared a connection. True. Yes, Popeye, I've seen the French connection. I know that it is known for that car chase scene when he's chasing the train. Um, That scene felt immersive in a way because it really felt like you were going to get hit by a car. Have you ever... Have you ever tried that, Popeye? <laughs> I was like, maybe you maybe should try, you try it. It's super immersive. <laughs> yeah, Popeye, I've seen the French connection. And I've seen, of course, specifically the car chase scene where that car gets dinged up. Honestly, if anything, the French connection is a commercial for the robustness of that make and model. Because it kept going. It kept going. It kept going. Yes, Popeye, I've seen the French connection. That movie was based on a real story about real heroin from real France that really came to the real United States of America. Get out of my car. <laughs> Popeye, I've seen The French Connection, and I'm, I'm excited to let you know that in just one moment, you will be doing as the rifle in the hands of one of the cops who gets shot during the raid does which is simply get flung because surprised I installed an ejection seat. Oh, yes. In my Prius. (laughs) And now that you have ejected Popeye from your car. Yeah. And straight into the Hudson River. The Hudson River. We can now jump straight into our next segment. Yes. Should you watch this or where we tell you if you should watch this movie or if you should do something else with that time. Mm-hmm. Liana. Yep. Thoughts. Obviously, don't watch the film The French Connection. It's not that French. It's, <laughs> it's not, not that it. French. It's guys, not, it's guys, not as French it as it purports to be. It's not that French. Nope. What you could watch instead, if you are looking for a movie that deals with a historical event in the 1970s, and involves people chatting in a parking garage, you could watch another film on this list called All the President's Men. (gasps) I love that. Sienna, what would you say? One movie that I kept thinking of the whole time, which I think is a good recommendation because it's also extremely offensive. Oh. (laughs) I haven't seen it in a long time, so I don't know if I should really recommend it, but (laughs) the Naked Gun movies are extremely funny. And I was thinking about them during this because um, they are so spoofing like buddy cop movies. 
Mm. And there were times like when he was getting shot and there was a baby near, like there's a whole <laughs> scene in one of the Naked Gun movies where he's like trying to save a baby mm-hmm. um, while they're like going down the stairs. I forget. It's spoofing something else, but it's, they're very, very funny and very fun. And so spoofing this type of like take itself seriously cop movie. Um, I say this with, we should all take it with a grain of salt because they're from 19, then like late 1980s. And I'm oh. pretty sure anytime a woman is there, it's because it's like, she has oh, boobs no. and that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're trying to watch an offensive old movie about cops, that one's way funnier. <laughs> and it's and like, we all, you know, we all have that moment where we're like, what do I want to watch tonight? I, just I think I want to watch an offensive movie about cops. Watch an offensive movie about ineffective cops. Ineffectual, ineffectual cops. About ineffectual cops. And if anybody watches that and you're like, Sienna, do not recommend this, let me know. But yeah. I do like that it's making fun of these tropes because this was so stupid. And it needs to be remembered as very dumb because mm-hmm. <laughs> otherwise like to glorify this kind of nope, this behavior, nope, and this nope, type nope. of like law enforcement, like this is a powerful person is no good. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Hell yeah. Some recommendations for you all. Boy, I cannot believe we watched The French Connection. Liana, uh, what, what would you rate this film? I'm going to give this movie... I don't know, 0.5. Yeah, okay. 0.5 candy apples out of five. I thought there was some intrigue in terms of watching the French guy figure out that he's being tailed and then the car chase and some of the stakeout stuff. But at the end of the day, this is a movie about racist cops and sort of the beginnings of the heroin epidemic in America told from an extremely white perspective. So... It's not bringing much to the table. Yeah. Le table, if you will, <laughs> in French. Uh-huh. Yeah. Point sank out of sank. Sienna, what would you say? I think that was perfectly summed up on Ooh. your part. Um, Merci. I'm going to give it, I don't know, 0.3. <laughs> yeah. Since I can go lower with my decimals. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Poughkeepsie feet out of five Um, I really did not like the main guy I thought he was so annoying yeah even if that's the point I hated Mm -hmm. him Um, Mm -hmm. I found these protagonists to be like some of the most annoying we've had to watch Um, tailing stuff was kind of fun Liana said it really well that's all All right, we watched the French connection say toot Say two. I did laugh a couple times while watching this, just thinking, like, I can't believe that we have to watch this. Oh, so I can't believe silly. we're watching this. So very silly. It was very silly. It was such a it was movie movie. Goofy as hell. Yeah. <sighs> we boy, have oh been boy. tossed popcorn as we have been the whole time. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, we are on Patreon mm-hmm. and all of our supporters, we just want to say a quick thank you so much for your support, for your continued support. It is a great help for our creative endeavors. If anybody would like to join in on the fun, we post a lot of bonus content on there, as well as very other, very miscellaneous other items, videos, screenshots, etc. A lot of fun getting immersed in the Toss Popcorn world. Uh-huh. We c- you can find us at patreon.com slash Tossed Popcorn. And join us next week. Ooh. Oh. Oh. When we will be watching... Oh, I remember. Pulp Fiction. I went this long in my life without having seen it. Is it 
What if I we mean, just if we, watched if something we just else? Skipped something? Yeah. We just watched something else and we explained it the whole time as if it's Pulp Fiction, but really, yes. it's Mamma Mia. Oh my god. <laughs> Be pretty badass. Well, thank talking you. about Mamma Mia in the style of Pulp Fiction. <laughs> 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 Having not seen Pulp Fiction, <laughs> I know literally nothing about it to even say. Ooh, please pray. We'll see you then. Thank you. We love you. Au revoir. Au revoir. You can find us on Instagram as at Sienna Jekyll and at Liana Holston. Please check the description for the spelling of our dumb names. We put out episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. See you next week on Tossed Popcorn. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check the iHeartRadio app. I can't believe I thought that was the big board guy. <laughs> That's so big funny. Board. I was like, oh, here he is. Yeah, we recognize him. That guy was kind of hot. Oh, he was so hot. When he was, he like was flirting one... with the young woman, yeah, I was like, yeah, good. Yes, good. So, yes. I don't know what he was eating, but I, I would have watched him eat that forever. Wow, I didn't even know he was eating. He was I mean, eating. he was eating. <laughs> Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.